I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The best universities in the Philippines. Love it or hate it, university world ranking groups like the Quacorelli Simons, QS, make a splash in the news when they release their yearly rankings of Asian universities. For 2024, the University of the Philippines topped the list of the best universities in the Philippines, while four other universities crashed through the gates and made it to the list for the first time. A total of 16 universities in the country appeared in the Education Think Tank's Asia Rankings release last November 8. The debutants include the University of San Carlos in Cebu City, ranked 551-600, Polytechnic University of the Philippines, 551-600, Far Eastern University Manila, 701-750, and Mindanao State University, 801+. UP improved its ranking among Asian universities, placing 78th from its former ranking of 87th in 2023. Meanwhile, Ateneo de Manila University ranked 137th, three places lower than its 134th place in the previous year. De La Salle University rose to 154th place from 171st in the previous year, while the University of Santo Tomas dropped to 179th from 175th. The other Philippine universities that made it to the prestigious rankings were Adamson University, 551-600, Mapua University, 601-650, Silliman University, 601-650, Ateneo de Davao University, 651-700, Mindanao State University Iligan Institute of Technology, 701-750, St. Louis University, 751-800, Xavier University, 801+, and Lyceum of the Philippine University, 801+. We are talking about global rankings here, so the inclusion of these universities in the list should be a cause for celebration since there are thousands of universities in Asia. The QA Asia rankings has been published annually since 2009 to highlight the top universities in the region. QS said this year's edition was the largest ever, covering 856 institutions from 25 countries and territories. The Chinese universities, which have generous funding from the government, dominated the top 10 list. Peking University in Beijing retained the distinction as Asia's finest, with a perfect score of 100. The University of Hong Kong, with an overall score of 97.9, climbed to second place from fourth in the previous year. The National University of Singapore, which used to be the region's best university, slipped to third with a score of 97.2. It was followed by its fierce rivals, Nanyang Technological University, Singapore, and Tsinghua University. Both logged in with a score of 96.1. The QS report said that while a majority of our universities have a good reputation among employers and the academic community, they scored poorly in terms of faculty expertise or percentage of faculty members with PhD degrees. They also didn't do well in the number of research papers produced per faculty, papers with citations, as well as in terms of faculty to student ratio. Up, which had an overall score of 48 points, fared well in terms of employer reputation and academic reputation at 77.7 and 61.2 points, respectively. It also scored well in terms of International Research Network at 68.4 points, showing a strong collaboration with international research institutions. Anecdotal evidence bears this out. 
When I was a research scholar at the Department of Linguistics and Languages at the National University of Malaysia, University Kabangs in Malaysia, I met several employers who said they had high respect for their engineers who had come from Mapua University. Up, of course, is well known in the region. One of the professors I met in Penang, Malaysia, took his graduate studies at Up. Ateneo and La Salle are also on the radar of the major academics I met in Southeast Asia. We scored poorly in faculty expertise because some of our foreign educated academics who wish to come back are blocked from doing so by the cliques in academe. Mostly composed of fossilized professors who no longer do research, these old fogies are threatened by the return of younger faculty trained overseas. Bringing with them new expertise and new jargon that the ancien regime hardly understands, these returning teachers find themselves locked out of the system, with the keys thrown in the mud. The Commission on Higher Education also offers PhD scholarships to ensure that more Filipino academics have PhDs, but there are only a few takers. Universities should also give incentives to their teachers so they can do more research, like a professional chair with money per year, three units off for research, or a summer break to do academic or creative writing. Lastly, universities should also stop the habit of turning their classrooms into factory floors. Once, in an online class, I taught more than 50 students at a Manila-based university and it was like having a nightmare. Both the professors and their students need time to read and reflect on the subject matter of the course, which can be in the form of printed texts, videos, multimedia texts, documentaries and films. The fact that only a few of our universities are on the list of Asia's best shows that many of our classrooms are still packed like a can of sardines.